crack codes, we break molds It's all gold, it's so cold, it's no holes What's up everybody, my name is Jeremy Duran and this is the No Holds Podcast And man, I got a very, very special guest Very honored for this guy to be here We've been trying to do this thing for at least And it seems like a year and we never got it done uh, this dude has been a big influence on my life. He's uh, pushed me to, man, just to go past my boundaries, to make just myself more bolder, you know, and just to get out there. And I don't know, he's just a, one of my best friends, For sure. Pastor Ben DeLay. What's up? What's up, man? I'm How you doing? I'm excited to be here, man. Dude, it yes. has taken us a long time to get here. Just, I live in Lubbock, you in Seminole, and just every time I'd be in Seminole, you'd be in Lubbock, it just didn't work out. But we're yeah. making it work, so and I'm excited. We got it now. We do travel. We do yeah, travel. I don't mind traveling. You know, it, it's just trying to get out there, trying to get to know people. Some of you may know Pastor Ben, some of you may not, but you're about to get to know him. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh, I'm very excited for this one too, man. Um, yeah, let's get started. Let's do it. How would you want your loved ones to remember you by? Oh, geez. That's a new one, dude. Okay. Um, how would I want my loved ones to remember me by? I, I hope... Like, I was even thinking about this earlier today, just knowing we we're going to do the podcast. Like, if I had to put a, like a, a priority list on my life, I'm first a son, then I'm a father, then I'm a son. Oh, no, I'm first a, so I'm first a son, then a husband, then a father, then I'm a son again, meaning I'm first a son of God. And so I hope that my family knows that everything that I do, everything I'm a part of, um, we're always pointing back to the Heavenly Father. I hope that they know that I love the Lord and I love them. I hope love pours out of me. Yes, you know, yeah. I hope that I hope that uh, love is what I'm remembered by, not by how much money I made, um, anything like that, man. And I'm not even worried about how many people I reached. I just want people to know that I love the Lord and I love my family. So, yes, sir, that's awesome, yeah. man. One thing you want to change in your life this year? I want to get closer to the Lord. Like I, I feel like. There's never a uh, a top or a, a, a an end goal of how close I can get to the Lord, mm-hmm. or for anyone really. Like I think the second you think that you're there, man, you're so far away. Um, and so for me, um, especially like we'll probably talk about it at some point, but we're going into a new season here in our and T and I's life, and uh, my priority is to get closer to the Lord in yeah. this season. And uh, I hope that that's always my priority, but now I'm going to be very intentional. Yes, this sir. next season. So. No, that's good, man. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can go back and talk to your teenage self, what advice would you give them? Wow. Um, I, played, I, I played two different people in high school, teenage self. Man, I loved the Lord. Uh, I was a part of a great youth ministry. Uh, Miss Michelle and Johnny were phenomenal for our lives. We had a great group of guys. I mean, we were strong leaders. Um, but then when I got to school, man, um, I never partied. I never did anything like that, but I definitely put on a different hat. I had a different group of friends I ran with at school. And I just was not the best uh, example um, and wasn't the true, I wasn't my true self in all, in all sides. And so it was like there was, this, there was this part of Ben that was striving for popularity. Um, but then there was this other side of Ben that loved the Lord and would do anything for that. And so like during the school day, from eight to two, I'm striving for popularity. And then it was funny because like after school, man, we're doing stuff for church. I'm playing concerts. We're leading worship. Um, I'm working. But then the second that was done, I'm back into striving for popularity. So I tell myself, man, Ben, just be you. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the story of a lot of people, you know, oh, as yeah. well. So. No, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. What about, what's the best advice you've ever received? Grow my relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. <laughs> Um, By far, Um, I believe a lot of Christians are suffering because they don't realize they have the helper living inside of them. Mm. Um, Jesus himself said, uh, man, like I'm I'm going up to heaven. I am uh, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to leave you a helper, someone to help you. And how many Christians deal with um, like depression, anxiety They deal with all these things when the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us and we're just not tapping into that power and uh, and i think that the world at large um i mean everyone deals with anxiety depression all these things um, but how you deal with it 
can be different if you start understanding that that spirit is inside of you. And it uh, doesn't mean that you're never going to deal with it. Yeah. I deal with it still. My wife deals with it. We've all dealt with it. We still will deal with it. But man, my life is different because I, I now have a relationship mm. with um, the person, the Holy Spirit. So. Yes, sir. Uh, mm. That's so good, man. Yeah. So true for sure. Um, what about the worst advice? The worst the advice. The worst advice you've ever received. Man, I don't know. If, like, I'm sure I've gotten a lot of bad advice over the years. Um, the worst advice I've ever received, I don't know. Probably like, no, I don't. I don't even know if I can think. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could think of one. No, it is. So that's no, hard. That, it's you know. tough. Okay, here's another. I've had a, I'll, let me just say this: I've had a lot of great leaders and a gr- lot of great people in my life, um, tons. So like the Ben you see is is a is a fruit of every single leader. I could go through and list you ten names right now. My dad, you've had him on the podcast a couple times, being number one. Um, but man, so as far as like bad advice, like I've had, I've surrounded myself. My parents raised me in a good home, so I've always had great leaders. Mm-hmm. And so as far as bad advice, like if I heard it, I didn't keep it. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like yeah. if someone says something to me, I'm like, no, nah, I know better than that, you know, so. Yeah, no, it's good. Would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world or at war with the world and at peace with yourself? I'd rather fight the world any day, man. I'd, I've got to be at peace with myself. Um, and I've learned that, man, when you have peace within you, like for me, my story, um, and like I hope other people admit and, and understand this as well, but like peace within myself is also peace with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like God lives in me. Um, and so when I run my life through peace, um, I can be fighting the world around me. Or so it seems that I'm fighting the world around me. But really, man, if I'm, if I'm being led by peace on the inside of me, psh, Come on, bring yeah. it on. Bring on the fight because I'm yes, good. Sir. I couldn't imagine fighting within myself and no one on the outside knew. Yeah. You know, I don't think that's possible. I really think if you're fighting within yourself, it's just a matter of time before the world knows, hold on, Jeremy's messed up. Okay, Ben's messed up. Why are you acting like that? Mm-hmm. You know, and why are you responding that way? Um, so, no, I got I got to have peace within yes, myself. Yes, sir. No, that's, so. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one. Who yeah. is your hero and why? Who is my hero? Who like is currently? Your hero? And watch. That's an easy question. That is Todd DeLay, my dad, by a long shot. So I'm just going to preface this. When I get, um, when I start honoring people and I start honoring the Lord, I cry. So if I cry today, I'm already tearing up <laughs> because I went through a, a long season in my life where pride was running my life. Um, not in a bad way where other people knew, but man, I loved pushing my name. Look what Ben did. Look what Ben is doing, even in a church world. And uh, the Lord has stripped that away from me. And I love it. I, I choose to humble myself. But anytime I, tr- I honor other people, it's like the Spirit's reminding me. Like, dude, like, come on, this is where it's at. This is where my heart is. Yeah. What breaks God's heart is what should break my heart. And mm-hmm. so, so don't be surprised, people, if I start crying. You know, like, <laughs> men no, can good, cry. Man. It's okay if men cry. I'm telling you, Dude, we got to get through that, Yes, man. real men cry. Yes. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I don't so, know about real men wearing pink. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Dang it. I like, I like I to you. wear I'm pink. I'm I messing with you. I like to wear pink. So. But no, man. Um, but yes, uh, it's so good, you know, and not like, when it comes to honor, I, I learned a lot from Pastor Ben, you know, and when it comes to just honoring people and like, man, I just wanted to thank you, you know, for always pouring into my life, you know, for pushing me past the limits. And I feel like a part of the reason why I have this, too, is because of you, because well, I, 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 I was scared, you know, Go, uh, going from kids, you know, it was very different <laughs> to youth. And then from there being used in like big ways it's so just like yeah, we did a lot oh, i did not think i can do that <laughs> and then you know uh china was a big one dude i loved it wow. man like china oh my gosh we, we gotta go like, back bro Come that on. was like my dream and then ben was like guess what bro you never believe this we're going <laughs> to china i was like oh my gosh go. you know so then just stuff like that man it's helped me do this what i'm doing wow. now appreciate i just wanted honor. to thank you man and yeah, um, for sure well, I'll just say this just to put it back at you. Like, there's so many things. Like, if any one of you guys are business owners or you work in the ministry or if you're a father, if you're a mother, you'll understand this. But, man, like, it's it's one thing to lead with confidence. But, man, you're, you're able to lead at a higher level when you have people surrounding you that believe in you. 
And, uh, and so as much as Jeremy just shared that I believed in him, man, it was easy for me to lead and do things um, because the team that surrounded, that, that we built together, and it really was a team, like as much as Ben may have been over it, like, no, we were a team. And so like having Jeremy, like, and you and your wife, like having you guys with me, like we, T and I still are like, we need them to move to Lubbock and just live. We got, a, we get, we got room in the house. Just y'all come move in. You know? Amen. <laughs> so <laughs> so no, kidding. like. It's, it's, it's mutual for sure, man. Yeah. What things that you've pushed me to do, you know, it's where I'm at today as well. So awesome. Man. Heck yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. So yeah, man, let's just, uh, I'm going to dive right into it. I'm, on, well, we're going to start for sure. But, yeah. um, I want to know where you, you know, where were you born? Where are you from yeah. originally? So, I mean, uh, I was born here in Lubbock, but my parents were, um, I think my dad may have been like a youth pastor in Hobbs at the time. Um, he was he was still establishing um, his identity and mm-hmm. not not personal identity, but like I mean, he shared the story like he like he was still trying to navigate what God had called him to do, and uh, and so I don't remember the early years as much, but he uh, said yes, went to Bible school, um, so I was with him in Bible school. Um, then we moved back to Lubbock. I, I, I remember that more clearly. Uh, but then moved to Seminole when I was in second grade, and that's when he uh, really took over the church, and uh, and has been killing it ever since. So from second grade through high school was there. Um, so I, were you always competitive? I know I'm sorry, dude. I cut no, you please off, do. Yes, <laughs> like um, okay, it's second grade because I I yeah. know Ben. Like yeah, I know yeah, who come you on. are. You're very competitive. <laughs> so am. were you competitive at a very young age? No. Well, I would say probably. Actually, yeah, I probably was. Um, I mean, do you do you know my parents? Like, come on. I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I my do. dad is super competitive. My mom is super competitive. Um, I always laugh, depending on which side of the family I'm with. My mom's side, or my dad's side. I'm always like, it's your, it's your fault. You mm-hmm. know, like the, my mom's side or my dad's side. They're both competitive. I play golf with my dad's side a lot, and he's super competitive. And then I work for my grandfather, uh, my dad's dad, right now, and he's super competitive. So it's like it just is in us. I really don't know when I started developing it. I just remember at a young age, like my dad was is so like ornery and like loves picking and messing and laughing and joking. And there was just so many stories we could talk about where he would try to, he was just messing with me, but I tried, I'd one up him, mm. you know, like at a young age. And so there was just something cool about that, that I love like the challenge of, of competing. And, and then like, I was never super good at sports. Like I've always been skinny and, and small. <laughs> so like I played quarterback in, in junior high that went nowhere. Like, it's cool as long as the line was defending me, but the second you get outside the line, like, I'd get rocked. Played basketball, loved basketball, wasn't as good. Uh, my brother took all the, all the genes with that. Um, and then music is really where I, I took off mm. and uh, loved music. And really, at the time, it's, it's funny now, and it, it was God's leading, but my dad, being a pastor of a young church, needed musicians, and so I don't know if he understood at the time how much he was being a voice by God, um, but he was pushing me into the music field um, because he needed people. He was yeah. like, Ben, you should learn drums because we like we have a drummer, but it would be really great if, if you know something happened. And so I just really started learning drums, um, picked up guitar later in life, piano. I play a lot of different instruments now. But it's funny because I believe that was God's plan for my life. But the reason why I say it's funny is because once once that musician field was filled within the family, it was easy for my dad to push my brother into sports. And so my, my, my brother is definitely the sports guy, and uh, he's never dunked on me, and he never will. He, he's getting fat and old, so Chris, if you're listening, you will never dunk on me. But <laughs> So, no, but man, I love competing in any aspect. So then after high school, when um, I moved to Tulsa and uh, went to Bible school. That's where I met my wife. But we started, you know, um, I started growing into my body maybe a little bit more. And so, like, we'd play, like, ultimate frisbee. We'd play flag football, all sorts of stuff. And so then I'm kind of talking about We can go back through whatever story you want to talk. But when we go back to Seminole, that's when me and you started, like, really connecting. We played, I don't even know how many different leagues we've played in. Football, softball. Oh, I mean, football you name sure. it. Yeah. I mean, we were undefeated in football, flag football, versus the young guys, bro. Yes. We would play flag football yes. against some of these high school guys, people right out of high school, and we would whoop them. I don't know how. We'd be Man. dead. I mean, because we were all old. That's like, it. We were all older, you know. So the, like, just... I remember the championship game one year, like you busted your knee, someone else busted their oh, knee. My, yeah, we were all We hurt. had like three people left versus six of them, and we still won, you know. <laughs> and, and I think that was the time Usied 
Was yes. it that? Well, may, may, maybe he had caught yes. the winning oh, touchdown. We so <laughs> and he, had, he he was dropping the balls the all the time. time, and he caught the winning touchdown. Boy, I remember yeah. that, though, mm -hmm. man. Dang it. So, but I'm competitive, but sometimes I've learned as I've gotten older that the competitiveness in me could also get me in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, just you say things and you, you forget that you also are representing a name bigger than yourself. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't be competitive and a Christian. Like I am a firm believer that I love the Lord, but man, if you want to talk smack, come on, I'm right there. Let's and see, and, like, <laughs> and what, what, like, and it may be just me, but yeah. okay, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit hates to lose. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Holy Spirit He's not does a not lose. No, not a loser. Lose. So no. to me, I'm like, that's where my competitive comes from. And I, I think it's like that for yeah. everybody. It's I like, always mess around because my wife, like she was learning piano when we first got married and I sat down and I really didn't know piano at the time. I, I, in high school, I would play the xylophone. Like that was part mm. of like, so in, in the football season, we play like marching drums and snares and all the different things. But then during the off season, like, like concert season, I'd play the xylophone. So I kind of knew notes. So she was trying to learn piano, and I sat down one day and just quickly learned it. <laughs> and so she's like, Ben, you're just good at everything. I said, well, God lives in me. Like, there's nothing impossible. I always joke about that, but it's a real thing. Like, yeah. like he's good at everything, so if you just learn to tap into that, there's nothing you can't do. Mm -hmm. Like, we say that scripture, all things are possible, but, you know, why not have the faith to actually do it? Doesn't mean I have to do everything and not to be prideful, like because I can't do everything. But sometimes that mentality helps you do things you've never done before. Yeah, like even you stepping out and doing no holds. Like there was a there was a faith and there was this like prayer, like Lord, like no, I know you can do this, and so I'm just going to do it, whether you admitted it or not. Yeah, that was inside your spirit, and that's what poured out of you. And now look at us, what episode mm -hmm. 39 or 38, something 40, like that. I, somewhere <laughs> it'll probably be on here. Somewhere, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure, but no, that's so good. Okay, so what is something yeah. Tia can do that you can't do? There's a lot of stuff she can do. Like it, one, she is the best mother. I'm telling you right now, moms are a superpower. Like they are a full time job, and then some moms still choose to go work a, a, another job. Mm -hmm. um, I'm telling you, mom, Tia leaves, mom leaves for the the weekend, and oh my gosh, Jeremy, you know, bro, yeah. it's just like, what are we doing for food? I don't care. We're going out. I'm yes. not cooking nothing. Oh my, yes. Um, the house All is gonna time. be a mess, and then it's like Tia's. She texts me. She's like, I'm 30 minutes out. I'm like, kids. We're cleaning yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. Like we're, it's like that's, death count yeah, four, you know, five or whatever, and we're cleaning. <laughs> so superpower, like raising kids. Um, she is administrative minded through the core. Like I can tap into being an administrator and like doing w paperwork and like thinking administratively. But man, that is her to a T. Mm -hmm. And uh, so she is very, very gifted at that. And uh, there's so many, so many things. But yeah. I think mom is number one by a long shot. She, oh, kills, yeah, she kills it in that area. Kills it. Yes, sir. So. No, man. Heck yeah. You know, um, being being raised as a preacher's kid, was that tough on you? You know, my dad my dad, and mom did a phenomenal job. Um, not saying it wasn't easy, um, but I wasn't the typical preacher's kid. Like, my parents didn't raise me just to, like, you have to be at church. You've got to do this. Um, they They... Like when we first moved to Seminole, we lived right next door to the church. So it was kind of like an implied thing. Like, no, we're going to church. Mm -hmm. But they also created in me a, a free a freedom to want to be at church, not just you have to be at church. Um, and, I mean, now, like, I'm in full-time ministry. My brother's in full-time ministry. My sister's in full-time ministry or about to be. She's about to get married. And so, um, I mean, the, the the results are proven. Like, they did a phenomenal job. So, like... Was there trials? Absolutely, because like growing up, remember I told y'all like I, I was fighting, wanting to be popular, and so in that a lot of people would hold it over my head, and I'm so glad they did, because I would try to do things. They're like, no, we can't do that around the pastor's kid. And I'm oh, like, man, yeah. whatever. And and I'm so glad that they would say because it would hold me accountable, because then it would make this, they'd make me remember. Oh wait, like yeah, I probably shouldn't be doing this, mm. you know, and uh, and so. Um, it w I never really had anyone condemn me or talk bad about me for what I believed in. Um, so, yeah, because I, I know sometimes like just having that group of friends, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, let's not hang out with him or no, he thinks he may be just be too good because he's the preacher's kid, you right. know. So I, yeah, I didn't yeah. know how your friends were. No, no, no. You know? I think and, and really, if, if any of my Christian friends would make fun of me, I'd say, hey, I'm held to the same standard as you are. Mm. Like just because my dad's a pastor doesn't mean. Yes. You're not at the same standard I am. We're all believers. Yeah. Pastors have to live, you know, like we're all going to heaven at the same name, and that's Jesus. And mm. so, like, there's no extra standard um, or there's no extra excuse for sin. 
Yeah. Like just because my dad is a pastor or because I'm a pastor or because you love the Lord, like, or, or someone who doesn't know Jesus or doesn't know the Lord, there's no excuse for sin. Mm-hmm. Like it's all the same. And so, um, so when it came down to it, man, I like my mouth would get me in trouble, but I'd call people out like, come on, don't be hating on me, bro. You, you got to hold, yeah. you got to live the same standard I do. So, yeah. um, yeah, man. It's, and I know that, and that, that's good, man. I, I think <clears> you should, it, you should always be like that, you know, mm-hmm. with, of course, with the, the group you hang out with most and even just. I guess just with anybody, you know, um, what type of friend are you? If I were to go and, like, I, I guess I know, but if I were to go and ask, let's say, somebody that you grew up with, okay. and I were to ask them, hey, what type of friend is Ben, what would they say? You know some of the guys I grew up with, so, um, no, I, I hope that people, I would love to say that people know I'm there for them, um, that... It's funny, now in my life, a lot of my friends, like, we would be driving places, and so, like, sometimes we split up cars, and, uh, like, one of my good friends, you had him on the podcast, Josh Ring, and uh, people would drive, like, Josh would drive Severin, I'd drive Severin, some people would get in my car, some people would get in Josh's car, and this is no diss at Josh, and, and he, he was going to text me later, I'm sure, but, like, people knew if they were getting in Ben's car, we're talking about the Lord. Like, that's just where it's at. If we get in Josh's car, we can talk about farts, and, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you, no, know, no, like, you mean, never yeah. know, and, yeah. uh, and so, like, you, like, even people that I've had under... Um, that want to kind of learn from me over the years. Like I was even telling you earlier, like I have an intern now and like, what does the internship look like? Like we just talk about the Lord. And, uh, and so like anything like that doesn't mean I'm not going to have fun. Like, mm-hmm. dude, we have a blast. We do a lot of things, but as far as a friend, man, like I'm real. I am. I, I like to think that I'm so far from religious. Like I don't care about all that stuff. Like I feel like, um, in my life I have a, uh, a calling, this is maybe weird to say, maybe it'll open the door for people, call me, text me, whatever, but I have a strong connection with people that are struggling with their sexuality. Mm. I've never struggled with it, not one time. Yeah. Like, I know that I know that I love women. I, I'm married to a beautiful wife, to my beautiful wife, but man, like, I have a connection with people that struggle with that. Um, I have a, str- a connection and can talk openly with people that struggle with uh, addictions, whether that's alcohol, pornography, um, and, and they don't feel, they walk away not feeling condemned. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I think that's how Jesus would talk to them, you know? And so like, it doesn't have to be over spiritual. So as far as like friends, like I hope that they know we're going to have a good time, but at the end of the day, like what's the point if we're not growing closer to the Lord? Yes, sir. So no, and I, and I definitely agree with you when you say that, um, like you, you'll always be there. Mm. Uh, cause I do remember you texting whenever, It'd be days where I would just not be myself, and you would just text out of the blue, hey, man, I'm praying for you. Wow. And just like, oh, dang. You'd be surprised, like, how many people are waiting for those texts. Yes. Unknowingly. And so, like, if the Lord or if God ever tells you to pray for someone or you're in your prayer time, you're praying for someone, it will change someone's world if you Mm -hmm. just shoot them a text. Hey, Dave, I'm praying for you. Hey, Jeremy, I'm praying for you. And because sometimes people are waiting for that confirmation from the Lord and, and God's like, hey, I'm going to send it through Ben. Yeah. I'm going to send it through Jeremy. So I always, if I'm praying for someone, shoot him a text. Yeah. And, and no, and for sure, like, um, like you just always been there. Like it's just kind of coming from my experience. You know, you, it's just easy talking to you because you understand. Like mm-hmm. you're not the type of person that's going to, let's I'm not throw religion. You know, you're not, well, this and then like, oh, yeah. okay, like you're, you're pretty much, okay, well, help me understand what yeah. you're dealing with. And mm-hmm. that's always been a big thing, what I've always enjoyed that, for man. sure about awesome. talking to you, man. Um, at what point in life, let's say maybe in high school or, I don't know, junior high or something, were you just bold about just like, because you're different, mm-hmm. like, and you can definitely tell you're bold, like yeah. you're not ashamed. Did that happen in high school, or was that more after it high ha- school? I, I, if it happened in high school, it's far and in between. I love the Lord, but I don't think, I still don't think I'm as bold as I could be. You know, like, mm. I, I would love to be like a like a Todd White evangelist, you know, just walking into Walmart, getting people saved, but that's just, I'm just not there yet. I would love, That's part of what you asked me, what do I want to grow in this year? Yeah. Like, I feel like the closer you get to the Lord, you, the more you want to see His people oh, come yeah. back to Him, you yes, know? Sir. Um, so when did I get into my boldness? Dude, I don't know. I think it was grown. I think <clears throat> um, it's just a personality trait of mine to be strong, strong-willed, um, to be outspoken. Um, it's also an insecurity of mine, or mm. used to be, and probably still is, that when I feel insecure, I will let everyone in the room know I'm not insecure. So I'll, 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 I, because I'm confident, because I speak up, um, because I'm a natural-born leader, 
I can say things and I can get a group of people excited about something that I don't even know if it's true or not. Like, guys, this is about to be the biggest, baddest thing. And then we're like, wait, what are we doing? I'm like, I don't know, but let's yeah. come on, let's go, you know. Yeah. And uh, man, that's me talking through my insecurity of I don't know what it is. I don't know how to process this, but um, sometimes just taking that step of faith. This is me getting putting the spiritual side back into it. Like sometimes you guys just got to take that step of faith and say, you know, I don't know, but I have this knowing on the inside. So I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also the weakness side of Ben, quit talking and figure it out. You know, quit being so bold and just admit. And I think that's the last three years of my life. I've really understand that there's strength and power in weakness. Yeah. And like being vulnerable and talking about things you're struggling with. And, and even from the pulpit, like there's many times I get up and stand before the church and just say, hey, this is what I dealt with this week. And it's funny because there's a lot of people dealing with the same things. And sometimes pastors think we have to be holier than everyone mm. else. And like, man, that's such a lie. Man. Yeah, like, no, that's good. That's not that's where good. it's at. People need to connect. People need to understand that even people that are held on false pedestals mm-hmm. have problems. Yes. They have mistakes. They yes. have insecurities. Um, and that's why I put quotes, false pedestals, because it's not really a pedestal. Like it shouldn't <laughs> be. And if it is, you need to cast that down. Yeah. Man, Pastors shouldn't be on that pedestal. Do they, are they worthy of honor? Yes. Double honor, the Bible says. But, man, not above the Lord. Mm. You know, so. Yeah, no, that's so good, man. Because, yeah, I, I, we all do that. Mm. Everybody does it. I we mean, do. Whether you're Christian or not, we like, do. You, you fall into that. You put yes. sports players up on these pedestals. You put anyone, your boss. You could put your wife. You put a lot of people up on these false pedestals. Mm-hmm. And then you, when they don't, when you feel like, on, hey, they're, they're not. Say it. They're not reaching, I guess, the potential or not potential, but you're, what am I trying to say here? No, I know what you mean, though, because man's going to fail you. Yes, yeah, exactly. They're going to fail you. Exactly. The only thing that won't fail you and the only person that won't fail you is God himself. And then that's when you leave church. That's, that's when it. people get offended and you're like, you're like, dude, you're not even mad no. at the church. Yeah. Well, you, technically, I guess you are mad at the church because the church is his body. Mm-hmm. And so you're mad at people in the body. Yes. But you put the assumption that everyone's like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like how many times have we gone to McDonald's and gotten the order wrong? <laughs> and you still go back. You still go back. So exactly. you go so you go to church, you get the order wrong one time and you're gonna mm-hmm. stop showing up? No, that's so good. Yeah, no, like you're, so you you shouldn't. Yeah. Because that's where the enemy fights us. And this is a things that I, the Lord's been showing me, but like if I was to ask you, Jeremy, here, let me ask you a question. There's no wrong answer, but what would heaven be heaven without Jesus there? Oh man. I don't I'm gonna answer it for you, and the answer is no, because everything well, is for Jesus. Yeah. Like heaven without Jesus would just be a place in the clouds. Heaven without Jesus would be what Buddhists believe in. Mm-hmm. Just life after death isn't actually heaven unless yeah. Jesus is there. So heaven I would describe as eternal connection with Jesus. Yeah, because then you'd basically saying if you would have said yes, then you're basically saying, okay, well, Jesus just died for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. Because if, if, he, if he's not in heaven, if he's not our Savior, then he was just a regular man that died. Yeah. The power is in his resurrection and ascending up to heaven. Mm-hmm. That's where the power is at. And so heaven is described as eternal connection with the Lord. So have you ever had a day that felt like hell? Oh, man. Yes. So I would describe hell as eternal disconnection from the Lord. Mm. They, the Bible tells us that hell, one of the worst parts of hell, is that you can see into heaven. Meaning I can see people connecting to the Lord and I'm never going to be able to have that. Mm. Yes, yeah. the fire is going to suck. Yes, it's going to, there's torment. Yes, there's, but the worst part is that I can see into heaven. I can see people connecting to the Lord, and I will never have that. And so in your own life, whenever you have hell, we just said we both have had hell in our lives. I guarantee it's because when you have hell, if a day feels like hell, it's because I bet it's a day where you're not connected to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. That's because that day you may have fought with your wife, and I bet you didn't get into the Word that morning. I bet if you had a bad day at work and your boss tore you apart, I bet you didn't take it to the Lord first. Mm. I bet you got into your feels. Yeah. I bet you started thinking about it. And so the enemy's ultimate goal is to get us to hell. Yeah. So the enemy's ultimate goal is to get us disconnected from the Lord. Mm. Why is it so hard, Jeremy, to read your Bible? Dude. Why do you fall asleep when you read your Bible? Because the devil wants you disconnected from the Lord. Yeah. Why is it in church... That the only thing you would think about is what are we having for lunch? Mm-hmm. When you can go to work and you'll work till three o'clock in the afternoon and not even realize it's lunchtime. Dude, that's so true. But you're sitting yeah. there, it's eleven o'clock in church, and you're like, dude, I'm so hungry. Like, dude, I just had breakfast at nine fifteen. Why am I hungry right now? It's because the devil wants you disconnected from the Lord. Dude, man, that's so good. And if he can get you disconnected from the Lord long enough, 
then you never connect to him again and you're going to end up in hell. Mm. And so, so even in my own life, like, like starting to understand that everything that the devil, the enemy is trying to do is to get you disconnected from the Lord. So the, the Bible tells us in John that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And then it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, which means Jesus is the word of God. So like we have to value the word of God in our life. So that's why it's so important to go and read your word. Like not just to listen to a podcast, not just to listen to church, because that's man, even as anointed as your pastor is, as amazing as your pastor, it's still his interpretation. It's still his, his tongue yielding to what the Spirit is saying. But man, if you'll turn to the Word, if you'll turn to Jesus himself, yeah. you'll get connected and encounter him yourself. Mm-hmm. Your world will change. Yeah, and then... Then, yeah, you exactly. don't, you don't, then you don't have to have hell in your life. Dude. Which is what? Eternal disconnection from the Lord. Yeah. And that, yes. That's so good. You'll never man. be disconnected from the Lord again. And that's why I believe and I pray for people all the time that you can have heaven on earth. Why? Because I can be connected to Jesus on earth, mm-hmm. meaning all the fruits of the Spirit. I can have peace every day. Why? Because I'm connected to Jesus. I can have love every day because I'm connected to Jesus. Yeah. When my, when my boss comes in and tears me a new one. Not my boss. I'm using an example. My boss is great. My boss is my granddad. <laughs> so he's great. But if your boss comes and tears you a new one, you don't have to choose hell. Mm-hmm. You can actually choose heaven. Why? Because I'm choosing to connect to Jesus or am I going to choose to disconnect to Jesus? Change the world. Look at me. I'm preaching. I better stop. Sorry. Dude, Back to you. Keep going. <laughs> keep going, man. It's Back so good, you, dude. Sorry. Like I can sit here all day and listen. That's it. Yeah. I love it, man. I, I love it when you, you or whoever, like, they just go on and on. It's just like revelation. Mm. It's just feeding me and feeding me. And I'm like, wow. dude, I love that. Like, wow. keep going. Like, don't <laughs> stop. But yeah, no, man, and, and I know, like, I, yeah. Oh, man, I, I, could, I can definitely just sit here and talk to you and yeah. listen to that all day, man. And it, and it won't bug me. It'll yeah. just like. Just I love like it. I could talk about the Lord all day long. Yes, yeah, sir. And really, like, I think that's the funny part is in churches, we, uh, we get to where we sing a song and people get annoyed we're like man we sing this song six times in a row like every sunday they sing the same song well you better get used to it because let me tell you this the angels the ones that are circling the throne room of heaven have been singing the same word for eternity and will continue singing that same word for the rest of eternity called holy they just say holy 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 every pass around the throne they make they they see another side of jesus that makes them say holy 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 and yet we in our humanity, we get tired of singing whatever it is. Or we get yeah. tired of, of, like, we should be able to look at one word in the Bible and for, e- for eternity find new revelation about mm-hmm. it. Because He is the Word. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that's so good. Like, and I had heard this uh, the other day. Um, sometimes, you know, you judge the pastor. Not even judge, but it's just like, man, yeah. I've heard that message. Mm-hmm. I heard that message last week. Or this is all you preach on. And I got a different perspective of it after kind of reading yeah. what I had read and it's kind of listening to, you know, different mm-hmm. people to podcasts and stuff. But um, it said, you know, m- maybe that word was for somebody that's never even been to church and that was for them. Mm-hmm. And yes, yeah, we're supposed to. And I do. I try to get revelation from anything. Like it, it may be, yeah, for the same message, but it's like. Oh, what dang. can I get today? Yeah, different revelation there, and people, yeah, you know, people do get mad and leave, and it's like, yeah. okay, whatever. Well, a lot of a lot of times, people are coming to church expecting that to be the Bible. Um, I think it's in Psalms or Isaiah. It tells us that the word is our daily bread, mm-hmm. not our weekly bread. Yes, and a lot of people are coming to church expecting to get enough revelation, enough spirit, enough Jesus to last them till the next Sunday. Well, that's not the design, like. Sunday is a corporate gathering where we can come and worship God together, but the design is that every day we will come to Him. Mm-hmm. That's the only way it's going to last, and so that's why there's a lot of people that are burnt out every Sunday. They're serving in children's ministry, or they're coming to their church, or or maybe they're not serving, and it's like, man, it's Sunday. I need to. I just going to sleep in today. You don't understand the week I've had, or blah 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 blah. Well, your week didn't have to be hell. Yeah. If you would have connected yeah. to Jesus every day. Yep. You just open your word. You know, you can have an encounter with him every single day. Mm-hmm. So, man, I love it, bro. I just go. love Dude, it. We can stop right there. <laughs> no. Bring out the white hankies. No. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, uh, I'm going to kind of go off topic here. Yeah. But um, you said in high school you were dealing with two different people, two That's identities. Right. Yeah. Like what made you um, 
what made you want to like get into that? Like what made you think, okay, well, I, I, I'm not trying to say it, but okay, you said you wanted to be popular, but you also wanted to be this a Christian. Yeah. So was it your friends? Was it something you were listening to? Something you were watching to make to? I think I think it's I, honestly I think it's being a teenager. You know, like because the funny part is even the guys I was running around with in school were believers. Like one of them. I'm still friends with today. He is going to church. I'm so happy for him and his his family. But at the time, we both, he was, I think his dad was even some type of pastor or minister. Mm. My dad's a pastor. And yet in school, we were different people. He went to a different church, but we were different people. Not, we were not like sinners. We weren't partiers, but we were not like the living, the represented life that we should have. I think it's just being a teenager, man, trying to, trying, I think that's a, a very, um, important time in people's lives because they're determining their identity. God's trying to reveal one thing and pressures of the world are mm-hmm. trying to reveal something else. This yeah. is what sex should look like. This is what hitting on a girl should look like. This is what learning should look like. Like even the the school system, the formula I believe is jacked up, you know, like <laughs> you have to learn like this, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like that's so jacked up. So um and so you're trying to navigate well, how do I learn? How do I um, see sexuality? How do I see a God? How do I how do I understand creation? How do I understand what is life? How do I understand what is love? Mm. Because the world, depending on the family you're raised in, you could have a great mom and dad that reveal love to you, or you have no mom and dad that don't reveal love to you, and mm. and now you're trying trying to find love in different places, yeah. and, and that jacks up a lot of things when it's not coming from God first, and so. It's very, I think I would just credit back to just man, being a teenager. And uh, that's why I believe in the youth, mm. you know. I believe Dude, in how them. hard do you think the teenagers have it now? Stupid compared hard. To... Compared to even five years ago, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I also think the, I think it's, it's the hardest time ever, but I equally think there's the greatest potential ever. Mm. Um, the, the new generation that's coming up, I don't know what it is, Gen X, Gen Z, Gen... Double yeah. A, 007, I don't know what it is, but but uh, they have the greatest potential in front of them because they've never known a world where where information and knowledge isn't at their fingertips. Yeah. So what what an amazing opportunity because they don't have to believe the lies. They're already ingrained in their mind to not believe lies because the second they hear something, dude, they will go and fact check it quick. Yeah. I mean, quick, bro. If me and you sat down with a teenager and we said something, I promise they already either know the answer or can tell us the exact details of mm-hmm. whatever we're talking about in seconds. And what an amazing opportunity because here's what the fact is, that God is God. Yeah. That is a fact. That is a truth that love is from Him. Love is not from someone else. And so the potential there is through the roof. Is it the hardest? Yes, because you equally have the world at your fingertips. Yeah. I mean, anything you can order from a phone. I mean, I you can get in conspiracy theories about all sorts of stuff about what is possible through your phone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I think you just, it, it's typically in people's lives, your greatest strength, strength is equally your greatest weakness. And so right now, like with this generation, I think their greatest strength is potential. Their greatest weakness is also potential. Yeah. Oh, man. Potential Definitely. to ruin it all. Yeah. Know, or yes, potential. Sir. But I, what I see in the spirit and what I see in prayer and what I see in young people is the potential for revival, potential for a generation to love the Lord. Um, I think this is a generation that will change it all. I really mm-hmm. do. And I don't think they're going to wait till they have kids to do it either. Yeah. Because a lot of times we see like in church cultures, people live their lives until they get kids and they're like, wait, I want to raise my kids in church. And then they come back to church. And I, I'm tired. I got to flip that script, man. I'm tired of Tired of seeing that. I'm I'm cool. Families come, but man, there's something about why wait. Mm-hmm. Like you can have an amazing life now. You don't got to wait till you get married. So guys sitting on the couch over there, y'all ain't got to wait. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they just chilling. Like, chilling. Okay. Okay. No man. I, I, everything you said. Yes. That's that's so true. Mm. Yeah. It's so good too. Potential. I um, honestly, I had never seen it like that. Potential. Potential. And that's something that's. Yes, I can see that now, mm. the potential in just all these students, for sure, all the teenagers, man. That's, that's so good. I mean, because you have the potential to learn and memorize a Drake lyric, yeah, or you have the potential to learn and memorize John 4. 
the potent it's all potential. It's like, but who's leading them? Who's telling them that Drake lyrics aren't as powerful as the word of God? Mm-hmm. And and let me say this, like creativity is also at an all time high. Like where we're at in technology ten years ago, twenty years ago is not even close to where we're at now. And so like people can write songs and produce a song faster in ten minutes on an iPhone than they used to could in, oh, in a, yeah. a studio twenty years ago. And, uh, and so it's the same thing. Like all these kids, man, they're so talented and so many things, video games, sports, you name it. They are so talented. They're just, we're at a, we're at an all time high. It's the best mm. time to be a Christian man. best time. Think about, think about if COVID would have hit 10 years ago, the church would have been done. Dude. Yeah. No internet, no, no cameras, no way to send it out. I shouldn't say the church would be done because that's not true. Um, but like we, it would have, we don't know. We would have had yeah. to navigate it differently. There would be no relationship. Right. I mean, and I'm not saying like, yeah, you have a relationship with the father, mm-hmm. you know, and if you get in your word, I don't think it it have been that bad, but so, for those that don't, you know, which and, is a majority. Yeah. We and connect then with others first. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then I can definitely see why people would panic a whole lot more. Yeah, absolutely. But no, that's so true. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, you had went to Rama. Yeah, dude, Rayma, so what Bible made you school. want to go to Rayma? Was it something that uh, was in your heart, or was it like, okay, I think it I'm going to follow my, my dad's footsteps? I think it was always in my heart. Um, I'm so glad I did. I would not have met my wife if I didn't. Um, but I had opportunities to, for music degrees and everything here in Lubbock and in South Plains and Tech, and I had a plan. Um, and literally, like it was like right before graduation, I think. I mean, it had to have been right before graduation. Okay, yeah. wait, you had a plan. Oh, I had a plan. What was your plan? My plan was to do some type of music degree of some sort, you know, like sound tech, go open up a studio of my own. I love music. It's funny because we would lead worship on Sundays, but Saturday nights we were leading metal concerts. Like we were, you know, double bassing, playing drums, screaming music. And then Sundays, the same people that we were doing that with, we were the worship team at church. So, like, so I love music. I saw the power, the influence of music. I would see. Um, how music unites people, um, how melodies, whether it's rap, R&B, um, it could be country, as much as I'm not a fan of country. I mean, just melodies come together and it unites people. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And so I had my plan, but then like the Lord just shifted it. And uh, me and a buddy of mine went up to Tulsa, went to a, a college weekend and just were like, this is it. And so I made the decision not knowing he was going to make the decision. Mm-hmm. And then we were later like, all right, let's do this thing. And so we moved up there. His brother ended up moving up there with us, and it just it changed my life, and uh, was a phenomenal time. It was my it's my foundation years for sure. Um, it changed it changed who I was. Like I grew up in a church that believed the word of God, that preached the word of God, but that was the opportunity to make it my own. Like no longer am I underneath a church umbrella or my dad's umbrella. Like I was establishing my own umbrella, and yeah. uh, got to meet my wife there. You know, develop some strong relationships, people that still today will call me and ask, check on me how I'm doing. Um, John being one of my mentors, um, still to this day, um, met him during that time. He wasn't even a Rama guy, um, but met him through that season. Um, and just, I believe that the Lord works through two different ways through his own authority, but then through delegated authority, like through pastors, leaders, Mm -hmm. friends. And, uh, and during that season, I felt like I really encountered his delegated authority, like understanding relationships and understanding how God speaks through leaders, mentors, friends, and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Oh, man. Um, what, what would you say like your toughest time being there was? The first year I was there, I, uh, it was challenging for me because the school we went to um, also had a church. And the church every Sunday would say they needed a drummer. And I auditioned three times and never got callbacks. And I'm not a bad drummer. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty confident good. in my drumming yeah. abilities. And even at the time. And, uh, and so I got burnt. I got church hurt, bro. Mm. I grew up knowing how to not get church hurt. And I got it. And I was so pissed. And, uh, and, and got so mad. And, but I'll say this, that in every opportunity the devil presents you, man, the, the Lord, God, he is ready to take it and flip the script. And so in my church hurt, that's when I met John. Oh, okay. So like without, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have met John. And through John, I met my wife, like through that whole environment. Like John didn't introduce us, but it was kind of, like actually it was the other way. I met my wife and then I met John. But either way, like 
it was through me being kind of hurt with the church that I was attending that the Lord opened up extra doors and, and helped me really um, meet people that established who I am today. Mm, so, yeah. But yeah, that was a tough season. Um, but then got through it and it was phenomenal. I and mean, it wasn't even that tough. I mean, it was just... Oh yeah, I you mean know, you're just frustrated. And, mm-hmm. You know when you when you start getting frustrated, then everything you see is frustration. Yeah, like you start getting frustrated at, like man, I can't believe Dave always wears white shoes. Well, the next thing you know, you're frustrated. At everyone wearing white shoes, <laughs> right? You just hate white shoes, and you're like, I don't even hate white shoes, but ah, you know, and and so like you can be frustrated at one thing, and the next thing you know, you're seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get a new car. Yeah, like you don't even understand. I just got a new car. And uh, I don't, you don't realize how many people drive a Toyota Corolla Dude, or a Camry. Yes. I have a Camry. I always call it, call it a Corolla. A Camry. And then now I see them everywhere. I'm like, what the heck, dude? I only saw, my last car was a Tundra. I'm like, I saw Tundras everywhere. And now all I see are Camrys. Are and it's like, and it's the same thing. Like that's a life principle. What you see is what you're going to, you know, you're going to keep seeing that. So why not choose to see life? Why not choose to see those other yeah. things? So No, I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah. and. I think it, it it's bold to to even say that you were hurt by the church. You know, and a lot sure. of people don't even want to speak on that. And not to say that it's that you're putting anybody down. It's just like mm-hmm. this is this is why I am who I am today. You know, yeah, yeah it was something that I, I I went through, but I'm stronger because of it. Absolutely, you know? so, absolutely. Um, yeah, like so. How did you meet Tia? Through a friend of a friend, um, a girl that was going to school with us. Um, so she's actually one grade level behind me. She's actually older than me, um, but she was one. She came to the Bible school a year after I did, and so her we were friends with her um, roommate the first year, and then the second year she brought this hot blonde to our house to hang out, and I'm like, who is this? You know, <laughs> but I was equally like, that was the prideful days, you know, like super into Ben, and uh, and so like I was like rock and band practices and, and, and internship and we were traveling doing like we were, we were doing shows and tours and I say tours we called them tours we, I was laughing with Renee the other day they're not even tours they were like we do like four concerts in Arkansas and be like hey we're doing a tour like it was not a tour <laughs> but sleeping in a minivan but um and so like but yeah so met Tia through there and uh, I point blank asked her for her phone number and she told me no my roommate Robert had her phone number, and so Robert went upstairs to his room for something and left his phone on the table. And I texted her number to myself, then deleted the text from his phone so he didn't know <laughs> I took her phone number. <laughs> and uh, okay, hold on, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, before that, did you did you ever date in high school? Did I you did, ever, yeah. Okay, so I didn't know if this yep. was maybe your first time. No, or no. I had a, I had a, uh, I mean, for a high school girlfriend, I guess we're pretty serious, but I don't think any high school relations are actually yeah. that serious. Yeah. Or shouldn't be definitely not that serious. Uh, but no, I dated the same girl in high school for like two years. And then, and, okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know if this was like your first no, time. No, it was for her. Oh, okay. I, she had never dated anyone before. So I think that's equally why like she probably said no, just like, I don't know how to respond to that, you know. So then once we started talking, like everything's fine. And How did that make you feel when she said no? Which I know you still went out and got her number anyway. I'm competitive, but, bro. Well, yeah. So when she, she told me no and I knew we had a connection. Like, I knew it. So I'm like, I don't, she's just playing hard to get or something. And so I, when I got her phone, I texted her right away. I was like, hey, I got my, hey, this is Ben. Got your number from, from, I called him Fro at the time. I was like, got your number from Fro's phone. And, uh, and she's like, oh, okay, cool. And, like, she was perfectly fine with it. And so I was like, all right, we're good. But, yeah, at the time, I was like, I'm competitive, bro. I'm like, no, you ain't good. Like, what? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get your number, you know. Yeah. So instead of waiting till the next time we hung out, I just got it that night. So, and then it just went on from there. Our house. Yeah. Yeah. Our house was like the party house for Christians all throughout college. My roommate, Thomas, you know, Thomas was mm-hmm. just the, he was, he's so good at relationships and connecting people together. And then you pair that with Ben, which you didn't, you didn't know that side of Ben. I don't know if you've ever fully seen that side of Ben, but I was like a Thomas, me and Thomas were like, Twins. See, I know socially, interactively, we were the same. And and not even that, but y'all are some jokesters, man. Dude, yes, pranksters, like for Big. real. Because yes. I remember you, Cameron Stroop. Come on, yo. Um, and I had, I think it was Thomas too, and Tom, uh, had Robert. Been Thomas for sure. Yeah, we lived at a corner apartment, and y'all tied. Um, Listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I told him about this yesterday. A penny yes. to our back door. <laughs> And I was you're about like, to tell the secret, bro. You're about to get nickled, bro. You know that, right? People are going to be watching. <laughs> Probably. This. And I was like, what the heck? And I just see 
uh, Cameron run. <laughs> like running away. And I'm like, and I was just like, oh my God, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah. but I, I've heard, also heard just from a lot of people how mm-hmm. you would just, y'all It's fun, bro. We never crossed the line to like harm people's property. But yeah. We love, I mean, what else are you going to do in a town of 5,000 people? Yeah. Do drugs, get in trouble, or have fun. Like mm-hmm. we would still get in trouble. Like the cops knew us by name because we'd be messing with people and they'd call, call the cops. <laughs> like, like one of them, his name was Todd. He's like, Ben, what are y'all doing this time? I'm like, we're just trying to have fun. He's like, I know. He's like, you're not in trouble, but I have to come and tell y'all to stop. Mm. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so. Dude, <laughs> so. yeah, y'all were some. And even now, Thomas is still a big prankster, oh, which, yeah. I mean, I don't know how you are here with yeah. no, everybody. No, If people mess with me, yeah, yeah come on. And, and, and a lot and, of people and, don't know and, that. Well, so. yeah, and see, now <laughs> that I think uh, people know knew who you, like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to mess with Ben because mm-hmm. I know he can get me pretty good, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not going to. Yeah, it was fun. It was definitely fun. So. <laughs> so were you like that? Were you a different type of Ben around Tia when you first met her, or were you just, hey, I'm just no. going to be myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we were ourselves with each other for sure. Uh, that was really in the, the, the uh, transition of, of dumb young Ben into, I think, who I am today. And uh, it's taken 10 years, you know, like still. But, <laughs> but uh, no, I think... Um, I was still myself, like I still loved the Lord, I was still a natural born leader. I was also in the process of learning who I was as a leader, developing my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I was traveling, um, doing ministry, I was working, I was interning at a ministry, making $100 a month, working there full time, and then traveling on the weekends with John to different youth ministries and traveling with the band that we had, doing concerts. And so like, I was establishing who I was Faith, I had, to, I had to get faith for myself. Like I couldn't rely on other people's faith, and mm-hmm. and um, but then also loved this girl. I knew she was the one, and so now we always were ourselves. And yeah, funny stories throughout the year. But yeah, it was it was it was, it was great, great time. So <laughs> that's good, man. Heck yeah. What's up, everyone? Thank you for watching. Go ahead and go subscribe to my YouTube channel for new content. Also, go to social media and go follow me on there. And don't forget, follow, follow, follow. Peace.